Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Radio Islam. I'm your host, Tariq Alameen, and we are broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM, streaming live at www.wcev1450.com. And we are coming to you live from the Palmer House, uh, downtown Chicago. So if you hear the train go by, that's just, uh, that's just a guest, a special guest. We always have the guests with us. Uh, if you are new to the Radio Islam family, we welcome you. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, you can keep up with us by following and liking our pages on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You'll find us at Radio Islam USA. That is at Radio Islam USA. And you can check out all of those episodes that you have missed by looking for us wherever you get your podcasts. So if you're on TuneIn, iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud, you'll find us at that same username. That's at Radio Islam USA. Should I say it again? I'll say it one more time. At Radio Islam USA. And if you'd like to make a comment or have a question throughout the course of tonight's discussion, you can get you can give us a call at 312-750-1178. That is 312-750-1178. All right, Radio Islam family, if you are behind the wheel right now, we hope that you are, uh, that the traffic is not too bad for you. Um, and that uh, you've got both eyes, both hands on the wheel and eyes on the road, okay? So uh, hang out with us for this hour. We've got a, we've got a, good, a couple of good conversations in store for you. And we're going to start off with a group of, uh, I'm going to call them dynamic. They look pretty energetic. Uh, young people. I guess I can still call you guys young, right? Mm -hmm. It's either you're young or I'm old. I don't know. <laughs> one or the other, right? But we've got Youth in Motion. Uh, in studio and they are a collective of Chicago youth from different backgrounds and communities working together to serve humanity and that strikes a chord with me because that's it's like like the life mission right is to be of service to humanity so uh, they are they 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 represent a a bit of the spectrum right that we have uh, within the ummah within our community so I'm going to go as is listed on my page my paper <laughs> all right so I'm going from uh uh, I'm, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go from my right to my left, right? Uh, we have Manka, and she is an Albanian-American, currently studying middle school, middle school education. All right, so we've got the Albanians in the house. Uh, we have Dina, Jordanian slash Syrian, so we got a little hyphenation going there. Uh, she is an American, uh, excuse me, a graduate from Benedictine. That's uh, Illinois Benedictine? In Illinois, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right, good folks over there. Uh, she's got a bachelor's in sociology working in the nonprofit sector. And we have Samir, Syrian-American, double S, yeah. all right, <laughs> who recently graduated from DePaul with a bachelor's in philosophy, working, also working in the nonprofit sector. Um, got some other things in future, right? Yes, inshallah. Yeah, inshallah, yeah. inshallah. So, assalamu alaikum to you all. Thank you all for, for coming in. Thank well, you for having All right. So you've taken on a big task, and uh, a big task of serving humanity, right? Yeah. So how do you go about making that a reality? I think a lot of times we um, sit around and we look at each other and there's so many things that we want to do. And I think that is something that we are 
we've been working with since we started is just looking at each other and picking something because there are so many different things in our ummah that we can work with. And I think it's just picking something, maybe at random or maybe where there's like the most need, and then going from there. Um, you going to talk about things we've done? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> first time, first yeah. time on the air, so. So I guess, uh, I guess like specifically, yeah, that says Mako was saying, uh, piggybacking off her. Uh, our goal is basically to serve whoever is in need, and we try to find a, uh, something that's, um, there's a lack of resources and time and effort being uh, taken to that certain effort. We find it and we say to ourselves, look, we need to invest in this, whether it be Muslim, not Muslim, whatever race, creed, color, um, and we're there to help. And we do it, we try to do it micro here in the in Chicagoland area, also macro abroad. And the examples of that is we did here <clears throat> locally. I know um, our two uh, friends here, Manka and Dina, they were part of uh, a Sunday school program mm -hmm. for a long time, for a period of time where they helped local kids or Sunday school and they are good influence and mentorship there. That was a micro thing. And then abroad, we had something like a teach and travel program, which was happening in Sweden and in other countries overseas and also in Brazil. And teach and travel. Teach and travel, yeah. And uh, they could explain more about that because I didn't actually personally go on one of those. But that was, it just goes to show the examples of kind of the micro and macro in terms of we're, we're trying to help whenever we, our goal is to find a problem, fix it, whether it's here or abroad. So yeah, maybe they could speak about Yeah, g give me a little more background yeah. on this teaching travel. Yeah, so um, when we, the same year that Dina and I went, she went to Sweden and I went to Denmark, and basically what we wanted to do was create an environment where ultimately our goal is to help Muslims to be more globally minded. And of course, like Alhamdulillah, like our ummah is pretty good at that already, but another big part of it is actually going to these countries and having these experiences and meeting these kids and you know still talking to them on Instagram or Facebook is huge to us you know and we've seen so many different interesting things I remember in Denmark um, we had a few other sisters with us that were hijabi and the students that we were teaching some of them were Muslim and they would ask like oh are you Muslim to our hijabi sisters and that was something that was super interesting to us that I would have never assumed had I not have gone to Denmark. They asked the sisters who were wearing hijab yeah. if they were Muslim. Yeah, and I think mm. there was this, and I think that's another thing that is common in some communities is, you know, that mix between culture, what is culture and what is religion. Yeah, so maybe yeah. wearing a hijab is just cultural for some of those kids. And, yeah. you know, and that, that dynamic is something that they couldn't really decide between, which here, like in our communities, like wearing a hijab is a very Islamic thing to some communities and those sisters there especially right yeah like when I was in Sweden um, it was during Ramadan so you can imagine the the hours you know you I think we were fasting till like maybe 9 30 10 o'clock and um, uh, we would be invited to all you know just the students you know parents homes they would invite us in and um you know give us tea and iftar and just like talking to them and they're very shocked that in america that there's so many muslims and i was shocked at that really yeah so they'd look at me they're like oh you fast I'm like, yeah <laughs> why is it so surprising <laughs> but yeah. it was cool to connect with muslims like around the world and yeah they still um, contact me till this day and it's, it was nice to do that so how long has Youth in Motion, how long has it been in existence? Technically about two years. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been sort of working on different things for longer than that. Mm-hmm. Um, we sort of started by being influenced and like seeing all these other amazing organizations, but a lot of the things that we were seeing were geared towards one community or out of one masjid. And so like we kind of pride ourselves on being nomadic in the sense that like we don't really stick to one place or one certain type of people because in some aspects like you need that. You need that comfort of being in your own masjid and Mm. being with your own people, I guess. Um, But I think that was something that was really important to Mm -hmm. us so like to come together and to create this new place an environment where everyone is welcome and of course in all these other masjids and youth uh, organizations people everyone is welcome but you know having it just youth in motion it definitely sends out a different signal than so is there a point where you age out because the name itself (laughs) youth in motion it certainly (laughs) (laughs) i hope not i can't imagine life without it yeah i guess we were older when the name you know happened and um i think because but we're really focused on helping the youth so Mm -hmm. we have a a friday lecture series that we're working on bringing back and um our main focus is bringing high schoolers or you know college students to these uh lectures a place where you can you know listen to someone speak and ask questions openly and feel comfortable with that no matter where you are in your religion you know so you don't mm-hmm. feel right. um, like any question is wrong so and so I think we are older <laughs> <Yeah>. but like <laughs> our main focus is really just like helping the youth so it's so. more targeted the name yeah, represents the more name, about yeah. who you're trying to serve exactly yeah. and That's, I think though those like the youth I mean we started out as like the youth in different organizations and we came to be mentors in a youth organization so I think Mm -hmm. the goal ultimately is to get these younger people that we're trying to help to eventually become mentors and that sort of would help us to continue our organization inshallah. I think uh, yeah just going off what uh, they're saying is um, is the the goal I guess is empowering youth right and basically giving youth uh, the tools to try to um, be a positive force in society and even going back on that and we're not as we were saying earlier it's not focused on one specific community or group rather we're trying to be an eclectic group mm-hmm. of all inclusive uh, kind of from every different backgrounds we have people who are arab non-arab from the subcontinent from the balkans mm-hmm. and i think that's the really good the cool thing is that we're able to do that and focus on just being okay trying to tear down walls and barriers and try to build bridges and it's really cool because like it helps you understand other cultures because i was honest with them when i but when i first joined the group i think i met one albanian my whole life and never a bosnian like i didn't know balkan people yeah. didn't know about their culture nothing and it was shocking when i met them just like wait what <laughs> so yeah. like going through this whole project and i met people from you know Macedonia and like Bosnia and all these and now I'm just like I want to travel to these countries Mm -hmm. and um, I thought that was really cool because I've been part of groups before and being half Arab like I would mostly be in groups just catered to Arabs and to have one that's like open to everyone is so much enriching I feel. Well this is probably a a first for Radio Islam I think. I don't know I mean been around for 14 years now but this is back-to-back uh, days of Albanian representation. So yesterday <laughs> yesterday we had uh, the uh, Chicago Police Department chaplain 
uh, Husni. We know Husni. Yeah, we know Husni. <laughs> we know Husni. <laughs> he taught yeah. his kids in Sunday school. <laughs> so tell me this. So you all, so you all have now become the mentors, the teachers, right? Now that all of you came through uh, weekend schools or Sunday schools, Islamic uh, weekend schools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually yeah. I didn't experience that. Really fun. No, I never experienced Sunday school. I hear stories. But oh. <laughs> Okay, well, let me ask this. Um, even, even, even not going through it, do you think that there is a is there a difference now for for young people? Um, does it look different to you now as 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 adults? Uh, do you feel like you're offering something that that you would like to have offered to you then that maybe that you didn't get? I think so. I think when I was around 12, 13, I was a part of an organization that was similar to like what we have now. Mm-hmm. And there was just something so refreshing about it. It wasn't like overly preachy or anything like that. It was just a bunch of youth and a very charismatic speaker that would come and speak. And to get 50, 12 year olds to come and listen to like stories of the Prophet Wasallam, and um, you know, to get that is beautiful. And I think a big part of what we have to look at is, you know, a lot of us are children of immigrants and you know that's not going to continue because when we have kids they're not going to be children of immigrants they're going to be children of american citizens so i think that's something that's important for us is to keep changing with the kids that we're going to be working with Mm. um and i think we're doing a decent job of it you know we're trying to do like sports tournaments and organize all of these different things to just create i mean good muslim american citizens like I had the opposite um, experience growing up. I went to more, you know, uh, I guess stricter Sunday schools and mm-hmm. stuff. And I went to Islamic school seven years of my life. So I had the more of like the fear kind, the fear based cool. ones where it's like, if you go trick or treating, you know, <laughs> you're gonna get punished by God. Yeah. So it's, and you were forced to go. You didn't really want to go. But with this one, like, I even want to go to the group, you know, mm-hmm. not because, like, it's our thing and, you know, we're trying to help. Like, it's just, it's helping me too. And, like, um, when we work with kids, like, they, you know, they tell us, like, they want to come back. And I think that's refreshing to see people actually want to go to a youth group because it's not the coolest thing, I guess, anymore, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's nice to see that. Uh, what ages do you all work with? It changes all the time. It changes depending on our events, too. So, like, with our volleyball, basketball tournaments, it's usually college, late high school aged um, people. Um, And then our lectures, we get a huge difference. Like, sometimes we have as young as middle school. Sometimes we have parents. Parents. Um, I think that's also what comes with being a nomadic, sort of not attached to any sort of masjid or group because, you know, we're pulling people in from all these different places and they may not know ultimately what we are and who we're serving and ultimately we don't really discriminate or turn anyone away because you know it's all about the knowledge that people are going to receive and getting to know other Muslims in like volleyball tournaments and wherever. So so are you all so it sounds like you are more event driven as opposed to having a consistent cohort right so you could have you can you can participate in Youth in Motion uh, in one event and maybe you might miss the next two or three Mm -hmm. uh, until it gets back around to your location. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when it comes to some stuff, but also then we have consistent stuff that we're trying to keep consistent. So, but I mean, it's just up to your discretion. If you're, if you want to just participate, for example, we have a volleyball or volleyball tournament coming up um, during Ramadan and the proceeds of that would be going to uh, 
the right. Rohingya Cultural Center. Yeah, the Rohingya Cultural Center. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when we do with so those events, those are up to your discretion. You could play some volleyball or basketball, and then the proceeds will go up to a good cause, inshallah. Sure. And then uh, that's then we're trying to have things that are more consistent. So it's up to your option, and that's the more consistent stuff. It's stuff like that was done in the past, like the Sunday school, and then the lectures. So it's and then also, uh, as we mentioned earlier, the teach, uh, teach and travel, like right. that's a yearly thing. So there are events, and there's also consistent uh, consistent stuff that's happening. That's actually so, how we met was yeah. through teach and travel. We were all in Turkey. Yeah. And um, we we were actually me and Monk were roommates. Yeah, oh. we and, didn't even know each other. <laughs> yeah, so we were part of a different group, and um, so we were roommates. And then um, we met a, the bunch of the other like original founders of Youth in Motion there too. And when we came back, um, that group kind of fell apart, but we had such a strong bond that we created Youth in Motion, and we wanted it to continue. So that's actually how we all met. Okay. <laughs> So tell me a little bit about the what was the basis of the teach and travel? Was it was it as it sounds that you travel somewhere and you actually just teach the the children that are there? Yeah, it's basically it's also like what we so we obviously like whenever we do something we see like it's successful somewhere else and we take what we think was successful about it and we transfer it into what we believe is maybe more successful, I guess. <laughs> um, and so it's pretty similar to what we had, but we picked different countries and we enjoy picking different countries because there's a whole different slew of experiences that you can have in Denmark or Sweden or in a medical brigade in Brazil. And it's completely different in that sense, um, but it's pretty Did similar. you bring any of those experiences? Uh, were there lessons that you learned there that informed or changed the way that you related to the youth here? I think patience. Yeah. And you always hear your parents like, oh, sabr, like, it'll be okay, like, it's fine. But, like, when you're actually in a different country and you're with different kids that don't speak the same language and you're trying to teach them and, you know, develop these relationships with them, you know, to be their teacher and to be somebody that they look up to, um, I think a big part of it is definitely Mm -hmm. patience or just being in another country in general. I think, yeah, just being in another country, especially, like, a lot of us were young without our parents. And it was a lot of our first time. One of our um, friends, he's part of the group, he was 16 at the time. So he was a baby, you know. (laughs) So, like, you're all thrown into a different country. You have to rely on each other. So it really makes you grow up and, like. um, So let me ask about this this volleyball tournament that's Mm -hmm. coming up. Um, Who is it open to? Um, How long is it going to last? When is it going to be? Yeah, so basically, we've done this actually, this is one of the most consistent things that we've done, and alhamdulillah, it's been really successful, and I think a big part of that comes from always supporting a group that's in need. So we've done one for a homeless um, bagging event, so we would um, bag lunches, and Dina and I would go and deliver them to people that we saw in Chicago. Um, We've also raised money for Syrian refugees, Um, and then this one is going to the RCC on Devon, and basically, it's going to be May 26th at the uh, in Mount Prospect, and it's going to be from 11 p.m. till about Fudger time. But it's it's overnight, which is surprising which is that fun. it's so su- <laughs> that it's so successful. The first time we did it, we're like, I don't know. It seems kind of different. We don't know if it'll be successful. But alhamdulillah, it was super successful. We had we built a well. We built a well in um, Haiti. In Haiti once, wow. our group actually went there and um, helped with it. And met children oh, at an orphanage. That's and stuff. So 
that's really cool. It's honestly, yeah. sometimes we look back and we're like, oh, like, what have we done? But when we see, like, the pictures of the people using the well, um, we also raise money for a well in Chad, and we have videos of that. Um, and I think a lot of these terms, especially during Ramadan, you know, it's a time to give back to the Ummah and just humankind in general. And I think that's why these tournaments are so successful because it comes with this, I guess, positivity and, you know, this like drive to do more for human beings. Mm -hmm. um, so it's surprising it's successful to be during Ramadan and to be overnight. Um, but and it brought a lot of different communities together. There yeah. was like a Syrian volleyball team who heard about it, and then there was like an Albanian team <laughs> a and a Bosnian team, team and then just like a so mixed team. Yeah, so many random communities. And I've met people from so many communities, and I see them all in one room, and you don't see that. So mm -hmm. it was very, it was very interesting. And then yeah. you know everyone mingled and yeah. got to know each other, which something that I don't see ever happening at least mm -hmm. so yeah so it's gonna be what May 26th May 26th and Mount Pro all of Prospects, that right the Turkish Mount Prospect yeah it's where is it to Turkish Cultural Center right yeah Turkish Cultural Center they've been great hosts to us okay. yeah um you know they try and help us out as much as possible especially being like I keep repeating a nomadic organization you know it helps to have um, places like the American Islamic College is usually very open to having us have our lectures there and we're allowed to use the gyms at the Turkish Center as long as we give them enough um, time in advance and you know we're always trying to give back to their community as well. Um, so where can people, so some of the great yeah. things that you all have done in the past, uh, are any of those pictures on social media or yeah, what, what I, platforms are you on? So we're on Instagram, um, Facebook, or if you search Youth in Motion Chicago on Facebook, you'll find us. Or if you want to email us, if that's your way of, I guess, communicating, um, chicago.yim at gmail.com. That's where you can reach us. Um, that was like, was that like shade thrown at old people? <laughs> I love email. I have like all of my emails. I'm going to be a teacher. I have to just keep my emails open all the time. By the way, I'm officially an old person because I didn't know throwing sh what sh throwing shade was until very recently. Oh, wow. Really? Oh. Yeah. My, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Someone yelled at me actually. So like, man, you don't know what throwing shade is? I'm like, no, I don't know what that means. And they explained it to me. And I was like, I just got a scolding. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, and, and if and you for you uh, the Radio Islam listeners, the Radio Islam family, if you don't know what it is, uh, why don't you just go ahead and inbox us? We don't. You don't have to make it a public declaration. Uh, <laughs> save your. You don't need the embarrassment. It's okay. <laughs> no, it's not a big deal. It's just. Uh, I also prefer uh, phone calls over text. So that's another sign that I'm old. Oh wow. Yeah. Right. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean, they have their place. They have their place. Yeah, Definitely. But that's uh, sidetrack. Okay, so give me that that uh, youth in motion Chicago. Yeah. And that's so that's uh, Instagram and Facebook. Mm -hmm. Twitter. Definitely, not Twitter. We're not on Twitter we're yet. We're not. We're not that cool. Yeah, we're, okay. we're not. We're not that cool. <laughs> uh, you, you guys seem like you're, you're pretty pretty cool cool enough. So May sixteenth. No. Twenty sixth. Twenty sixth. Actually, the deadline to register is May sixteenth because we order T-shirts. So oh, okay. it's fifteen dollars per person, and that also includes the shirt. Mm -hmm. um, and there's medals if you win the tournament, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. There's, we'll be giving Sahur out, so I think it's from 11 to Sahur time. Yeah. Okay. So we'll play, and then everyone eats together, and after that, I mean, everyone finished. goes home and sleeps. <laughs> yeah. All, <day>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we appreciate you all being here. Uh, we've been talking with Youth in Motion, uh, Samir, Dina, Manka. Uh, they are some of the the, the great members. Uh, who are still 
able to be called youth, right? <laughs> For a little so, longer. Yes, yes, I guess. So uh, <laughs> keep, keep, keep up the great work. Check yes. them out um, on, on uh, Facebook and Instagram. All right, Rita Sound family, we're going to take a short break, and we will be back in a moment. Welcome to Our World Today. What's your question? Our continents make up 29% of the Earth's surface, meaning that 71% is comprised of water. Man automatically adapts to environmental conditions. So why do I need to take swimming lessons? Are you ready for kids who eat healthy? Good nutrition can lead to great things. To find out how a healthy lifestyle can help your child succeed, go to mypyramid.gov. Brought to you by the Ad Council and USDA. When Dad needed help getting around, I became his driver. Soon enough, it was up to me to be his housekeeper and financial manager, too. When he moved in, I became his cook and even his nurse. But no matter what roles I play, I know I'm still his daughter. We understand the roles you play. So to help, we created aarp.org caregiving, where you can connect with experts and other caregivers. Visit aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Would your business survive a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council. Hey, Mom, why is the sky blue? Why don't animals talk? Why do dogs have wet noses? Why isn't 11 pronounced 21? Kids ask a lot of questions. Why do I have a belly button? But you don't have to know every answer. Why is the ocean salty? Because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Why are there 50 states? There are thousands of children in foster care who don't need every question answered. Why is pizza round? They just need you. For more information on how you can adopt, go to AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Come on, smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. Yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. Or maybe he's teething. Maybe it's just a phase. Maybe he has autism, and we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at AutismSpeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Confessions of a Potentially Perfect Parent, brought to you by AdoptUsKids.org. Okay, here goes. I know more about cooking dinner for a party of 12 than I do about packing a lunch for a 12-year-old. I know kids like things like PB&J, pigs in a blanket. Oh, and fish sticks. They do love fish sticks. Fillets I get, but sticks? What part of the fish does the stick come from? I know I can read a cookbook that'll tell me how to make a red wine reduction. But where are the cookbooks that can teach me how to cut the crusts off bologna sandwiches? Oh, maybe we can compromise on mac and cheese. Can you make that with brie? Everybody likes brie, right? You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who would love to push your food around their plate. Call 1-888-200-4005 or visit adoptuskids.org for more information. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt Us Kids, and the Ad Council. 
Radio Islam, the nation's first daily live call-in talk radio show, produced by Muslims for the mainstream market. Radio Islam, on the air since 2004 because of your generosity. Radio Islam salutes its most valuable asset, you, our listener. From our producers to our interns, we appreciate your support. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Welcome back. Welcome back to Radio Islam. We are broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM, streaming live at WCEV1450.com. Now, if you're just tuning in, we advise you, uh, going to let you know that you can always keep up with us by following and liking our pages on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and, and Instagram. You'll find us at Radio Islam USA. That is at Radio Islam USA. What else do I want to tell you before we get back into uh, our conversation? Oh, if you missed the first half, you can catch that wherever you get your podcast. All right. And you'll find us at Radio Islam USA. Okay, enough of all of that. Um, We have joining us in studio now. We're going to we're switching gears. We have Dr. Madiha Saeed. She is a board certified integrative holistic family physician and Health Coach 2000s, who has a really inspiring um, story and pathway to uh, to where she is today. Uh, I actually signed up for the, there's a free book you can get. I'm just going to let this out the bag right now. Yeah. Let out the bag. If you go to holisticmommd.com, right, and just sign up, and you'll get an email, you get the book. Uh, but we have her in studio with us. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's a pleasure. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So I, I got the I got the link and I, I looked and I started thinking like, man, okay, I, I feel in I feel inflated, you know. <laughs> I, I feel I feel a little stiff, right? Yeah. Um, I'm 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 health conscious. I, I well conscious in my mind, not always in body, right? <laughs> yeah. But um, t- tell us tell us a, a bit of about your story what has led you to where you are today well i am have been born and bred in naperville illinois mm-hmm. so i've been in the midwest almost all my life uh, went to south bend indiana for residency i'm a board certified family physician mm-hmm. and but being born and brought up here i had multiple of the same bad habits that have led most of half adults down the road to chronic disease i myself dealt with you know, lupus and Hashimoto's and um, other autoimmunities like seborrheic dermatitis and then eczema, severe digestive complaints. So all of these problems, well, they all sort of came to a head in residency. Mm-hmm. And um, because I was a new mom, a new wife, a new resident, my husband, you know, I was also working 80 hour work weeks. And so how, all- t- How are you here? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Goodness. So that's where, no, that's where when it really came to head and I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was trapped in this body that really didn't work. Mm. 
And um, despite being a physician, despite uh, my parents actually sacrificed everything for us to become doctors, me and my four siblings. My, I'm a uh, family Beautiful. physician. My, my brother is an interventional cardiologist. My sister is a pediatric ICU physician. I have, you know, another, the youngest is also in medical school. I have every specialty in my family. So nobody's sick. Well, no. Nope. See, now that's what we need to talk about now. <laughs> <laughs> because I, despite being a physician, I was, you know, sick. Yeah. Because I really didn't know how to deal with the underlying root cause of my sickness. Mm. Um, all we are really taught in medicine is here's a problem, here's a pill. Right. Not really looking at, even though doctors know that the underlying root cause of chronic disease is due to inflammation. Right. You know, if you have a sinus issues, they give you, you know, and then, you know, it's anti-inflammatory. You know, if you have allergies, they give you an antihistamine, anti-inflammatory. If you have eczema, you give, they give you an anti-inflammatory. So all we doctors know that this is the underlying root cause of your condition. But as doctors, we are not taught to really address why are you having the symptoms, just sort of, sort of band-aid it. Which is, you know, conventional medicine is great and amazing for acute conditions and it's great for, you know, putting the fire out. But that long-term um, relief of chronic disease, that's where... Um, is that, is that a mark? Is that a mark of, of allopathic medicine in comparison to homeopathic? So holistic means. So I'm a holistic physician, which means that I look at the underlying root cause of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Use conventional medicine in sure. conjunction as an, and then use holistic medicine as an adjunct to your conventional care, okay. which is specifically like lifestyle, nutrition, um, putting the body, putting your um, body back into balance. Okay. Because. Um, lowering in the overall inflammation because right now all these symptoms are sort of the symptoms of inflammation mm. you know so if you have depression inflammation if you have arthritis inflammation if you have you autoimmune depression? disease depression anxiety schizophrenia bipolar autism allergies constipation ibs thyroid issues you can like Gout. this goes well, that all is of it literally that's inflammation yeah. you know so all of these conditions are the underlying root cause is inflammation and so holistically um i try to put the body back into balance by lowering inflammation which is literally means fire inside and by just putting your body back into balance by optimizing your social health your spiritual health your sleep your stress um, your yeah. digestive health, nutrition, and uh, detoxification. Just by putting all those things in balance, you can lower inflammation and heal not one symptom, but then all of them simultaneously. And so this is what I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. I was, uh, you know, in residency, going to doctor to doctor. Mm -hmm. Every corner I turned, I felt like I had another condition. I wanted to know what I could do to get back in charge of my own health. Right. So that's when I really discovered the why of what I was sick. Mm -hmm. And that was um, once I was able to, you know, my nutrition and all these things, when I put my body back into balance, it helped. Um, I, I no longer suffer from, from any of these chronic conditions. And I've been practicing for nine years, and I have a 100% successor in healing chronic illness with lifestyle. And Holistic. Holistically. Just actually, once you get to the underlying root cause, yeah. you can heal it. And this is what so subhanAllah is. It's is exactly what Allah has told us all along. Because Allah has told us that he hasn't developed a disease without a cure. That's besides right. for aging. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, especially when we talk about just eating in and of itself. Mm -hmm. um, Surah Baqarah, number 168, Allah says, O mankind, 
eat a wish that is halal and tayyib yeah. and do not follow footsteps of shaitan. Right. So we're focusing on the halal piece, but we are not focusing on the uh, tayyib Tayyib, piece, which is tayyib is pure, good, pleasant, peaceful, something that's nutritious. Mm -hmm. So technically, is all these artificial foods that we're pumping through our system and our veins, technically that's not tayyib. Mm -hmm. And this is where subhanAllah and the Quran has told us that whatever good comes from Allah and whatever bad comes from, from our own selves. And now science is proving that our genetics, our genes, turn those genes on. You can turn our genes on and off just by our environment. So there's, that's a called science called epigenetics. So it is crazy, subhanAllah, if we just put the body back into balance. Right. And that's what I did to myself to put myself in this part. That's what I do for all my patients. How and long then did that I, take you? That took me about four years, but I had to learn it and research it. But my patients, because I'm able to... Implant, I teach them right away. Now right. that I've been through there and done that, I mm-hmm. can then teach this to my patients. My fa- my children teach this to everybody else. I have to my children are 10, 7, 4, 5, and 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus on top of that, um, I am currently the only Muslim woman that I know that has traditionally published in the medical field. So I, after I was able to heal myself, then I um, wrote a book that you can find in all libraries. It's called The Holistic Rx, Your Guide to Healing Chronic Inflammation and Disease, looking at all of the studies that back all this up. But that's what's so subhanAllah. First, I study the science. Mm-hmm. And then when I put it together, what Allah has told us really is just by living a pure lifestyle mm-hmm. that you are then able to heal and reverse chronic disease. And I can talk about that in detail. So you did something quite remarkable, time-wise, number one. Right? <laughs> so you were a resident. And then you go on this journey, and you said it took, took you about four years. Well, because right so after, because you have to learn that's it. Like another, that's like another residency. Basically. Well, yes, because I had to learn all this. I was very blessed that despite all of us being physicians, mm-hmm. uh, we are not taught a single class of nutrition. Doctors are not taught a single class of nutrition in residency. And uh, me and my husband, my husband's my sugar daddy, so he, <laughs> he, he, he's, he makes the money. While I, so he has to see 28 patients in his day for our paycheck not to go half. So yeah. he does that. That's why doctors, if we really dove into that, we, that, we wouldn't be able to see that many patients. So we are not taught the nutrition. So when I, right after residency, I joined this medical practice where under one roof there was me and OBGYN and internist and exercise physiologist, nutritionist, counseling, chiropractor, massage therapy, all under one roof, right. brought together for the complete healing of the whole person. So you have board certified physicians along with this, something that I'm not used to. I wasn't used to. All I was taught in medicine was here's a problem, here's a pill, which is great for some conditions. But when it comes to chronic conditions, you really got to get to the underlying root cause and lowering that then then give you optimal health. Mm. And that's what I've been doing for nine years. I'm going to I'm going to plug really quick. Uh, we're talking with Dr. Saeed. She is a board certified. And so but I've not seen integrative, holistic uh, family physician physician before in anybody's title. Yeah, I know. Oh, right. So, but uh, we're talking with her. So, if you got a question, then you can give us a call at, I almost forgot our number, 312 750 1178. You can give us a call or you can go ahead and tweet us, uh, hit us on uh, Facebook or Twitter. Now, uh, give us some of the, some of the details that, uh, how, how did you build this all up and, and how do you, uh, how do you size up? How do you evaluate your, your, uh, your clients? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, I have my own practice, mm-hmm. and um, on social media you can find me on holisticmommd.com. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And but the specifically when I have in my own clinic, sure. I have I see patients. My first patient appointment is an hour apiece, okay. which is very different from anybody else. Because I really want to put everything down. I want to know everything about you. I want to know every single weird symptom that you have. And I'm usually the doctor of last resort. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> yes, because who wants to change the diet? It's easier oh, yeah. to take a pill. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> Who true. wants to take it? Well, plus, because we are not taught that that's even useful. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm the, being the doctor of last resort, um, they come to me with probably like 40 complaints. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, when they do that, then I really talk to them, help them figure out where their individual deficiencies may be. Right. Talk to them about how all these chronic conditions are due to inflammation, which is basically their body being off balance. Mm -hmm. So by putting themselves back into balance, by fixing all of these different pieces, and in my book I call it the uh, digestive health and detoxification and the four S's, stress, sleep, social, and spiritual health. So for we'll start off with every single solitary one of my patients. I start off with the spiritual health. Okay. And uh, that spiritual health... Subhanallah, 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 I can't say that enough. <laughs> is uh, you can literally, there's science so you can turn genes on and off just by our environment. I mean, and just by, just by being grateful. There's been studies where your heart rate variability, you can like, if, it, if you're frustrated, it's all over the charts. But if you're in a state of appreciation, it's like a nice sine wave. That you can lower inflammation just by being grateful. Surah Ibrahim, ayah number seven, Allah uses the strongest language in the Quran. He says, I swear to it, I swear to it, I swear to it, I promise I'm going to increase you if you, increase you, if you are just a little grateful. Mm. So it's not us doing, it's not me doing the healing, it's Allah doing the healing. But because all the science is backed up to I, every single solitary my patients, no matter what, you, what you're doing, what faith you are, if you're an atheist, I have you start with gratitude. Because that really, you know, getting off on the right side of the bed. Sure, sure. <laughs> so immediately when you wake up in the morning, we say 10 things that you're thankful for. The next piece of the puzzle is we talk about making sure love heals. Mm -hmm. So keeping yourself surrounded with love. Making sure that we have, um, you know, sleeping properly. Because when you sleep, you detox, you, you know, um, make hormones, you lower inflammatory markers, you know, all that fun stuff. So you need to sleep. In, stress leads to 80% of the complaints that come to primary care physicians are due to stress. So just by <laughs> incorporating a stress management technique into your daily routine, either meditation, yoga, you know, any of that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm doing yoga now too. Yeah, so that really, really helps. And that keeps 80% of the complaints that come to primary care physicians away. <laughs> and guess doctors are not taught stress management. I wish we were because then I wouldn't have developed shingles in residency. So <laughs> it was just, wow. it's crazy. So then the next piece is the digestive health and detoxification. Mm -hmm. And that is, so the difference between somebody with a problem and somebody without a problem. If we say the same anatomy books and we say the same physiology books, if we're all the exact same on the inside, it's our environment that makes the difference. And the biggest connection between insides and outsides is through our mouth, right? Yeah, true. true and true. so, um, and this is what's so subhanAllah. Allah says the worst vessel you can fill is your stomach. Mm -hmm. Prophet Muhammad said in yeah, hadith, yeah. the worst, worst vessel you can fill is your stomach. There's hadith where if your gut is diseased, your body is diseased. And if your gut is healthy, your body is healthy. So, I mean, I'm paraphrasing that one. Yeah, but yeah. like, these are serious. Why, why did Allah say that the worst vessel you can fill is your stomach? I mean, there's plenty of different places that you think that. 
would be yeah. worse to build on your stomach. But the thing is, 70 to 80% of your immune system lies in the gut. A hundred trillion bacteria lie in the gut lining. That with that sim and that those bacteria are known as your microbiome. Mm-hmm. And the health of you depends on the health of those that microbiome. So if we eat bad food like toxins, like all these artificial things, mm-hmm. like Allah told us to eat pure. Right. So all these impurities that we are constantly putting through our veins are actually killing off the bad bugs, getting I mean so killing off the good bugs, getting replaced by bad bugs, throwing that balance of the microbiome off. Mm-hmm. The microbiome is responsible for digestion, metabolism, making neurotransmitters. It makes 90% of your serotonin, 50% of your dopamine. It's responsible for your changing your genes. So if you have more bad bugs, they ain't doing their job well. I know the dopamine. That's that's, that's released after exercise. Yeah, right? a feel-good hormone. Yeah. That's a feel-good hormone. I got a feeling that I may be, I, <laughs> after we finish talking, I'm, I might be a vegan or, uh, or no, something. No, we'll be talking that. Know. Well, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Totally no, get I'm there. Not, I'm no. not going vegan again. No, 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 not vegan yet. No, no that's not. not it. But we're going to tell you what you need to do to help heal that. Yeah. But it's really just the first step is to get those toxins out of there because when your gut is inflamed, mm-hmm. when you have more bad bugs and good bugs, things get through that should not be getting through. 70 to 80% of your immune system goes and attacks it and says, hey, you shouldn't be here, so I'm going to go attack you. Right. And it leaves immune complexes leading to depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, autism. They say one out of every four children will have autism by 2033 if we do not stop what's going on right now. And this is all what? dealing with our bodies and what we're toxins that are putting we're putting in our bodies one out of four children will have autism wow and the number right now is like one out of 100 right one out no, of no, no, like one out of 50 some or 45 yeah and i think the new statistics was yeah. one forty one out of 45. Wow. so if we continue at the current trajectory right one out of every four children will have autism by 2033 uh, if we and that's, that's all crazy. so i'm also the director of education for documenting hope which okay. is a national organization dedicated to heal chronic disease in children. Mm. So uh, we're doing a study right now, healing these children, and then the head of the study is a pediatric neurologist, neurologist at Harvard. Okay. So the way that they're healing these children is by putting them in a pure environment. Subhanallah. <laughs> so, and that's all I've been doing for seven years, for nine years, is by, I have 100% success rate by just putting yourself, giving your body exactly what it needs to heal, doing exactly what Allah says, be grateful, eat one third, one third, one third. Give us, <laughs> give, give us a, of course not, not anybody's name, but give us, um, give us a case, right? Somebody that has come into your office, uh, some of the symptoms that they've had and, and the amount of time that it's taken. Because first of all, we already know that this is not this is not a overnight, right? No. <laughs> so we have it's not an overnight thing. It's what happens is, for example, my first patient was a 31 year old with nine autoimmune diseases: myasthenia gravis, psoriasis, lichus planus, Sjogren's, Hashimoto's. She had severe digestive complaints, irregular periods, severe pain, fibromyalgia. Like the list goes on and on. Yeah. She was on the highest dose of um, Imuron, I mean, Mestinon, and they were going to turn to change her to Imuron. And Imuron, as you know, that's like a really toxic, it's a really strong medication. We have to check your eyes and all that. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I need some, I need to get char- in char- back in charge of my own health. Mm-hmm. Well, doc- as doctors, we're just taught that, you know what, I'm sorry, 
You're just going to have to live with this, the cards that you've been dealt with and just let the disease progress. Right. <laughs> but, ta- but what holistic medicine does is looks at the reason of why she's having those conditions. And that is we fixed her. Like, for example, I had her focus on her, tell say, 10 things that she's thankful for every morning. Mm-hmm. Focus on um, her social environment, making sure she's surrounded with people that are, love her. Making sure she's sleeping appropriately. Incorporating um, um, meditation into her daily life. Eating, removing all of those, that junk from her body, which was basically, I have them remove gluten, grains, dairy, sugar, processed foods. Why? Because our gluten now is genetically, so genetically modified. It used to be 14 chromosomes and now it's the 44 some chromosomes. So our body doesn't recognize it as food. A lot of people are dairy sensitive because of the fact that you know, um, it should naturally separate, but it doesn't separate because of the pasteurization process, so people can't just digest it properly. So I have them remove all grains, all dairy, all sugar, all processed foods, Mm -hmm. (laughs) put all the pure foods in, which are your vegetables, protein, healthy fats, and then um, I have them repopulate with prebiotics and probiotics, Mm -hmm. which is sauerkraut, and you can get probiotics. Repair the gut lining with bone broth, one cup of bone bone broth a day, all healing for the gut, right? And all of these foods actually will help to also balance your hormone levels, which that's another story, but you know, um, right. it's all in one. Vegetables, protein, healthy fats, probiotics, resealing the gut with the bone broth, fish oil, and vitamin D. Bone broth. Bone broth. It gives your body the bioavailable minerals and nutrients that it needs to really heal the gut. Where would one get bone broth? You gotta make it. <laughs> but you can buy. I mean, you can buy it, but it's better that, and like more the, cost the effective. Out of the, well, or? I mean, if you're gonna buy the meat that you're buying, yeah. right? There's bones in there. Right. So instead of tossing it, you stick it back in the crock pot and let it go somewhere. <laughs> okay. And now you got healing soup. Here, you were gonna throw it away, so you got like double, double it for your money for the meat that you just bought. So you just stick it back in a crock pot and you just bo- and you boil it for even longer. And that heat is so healing. Then we have is to rebalance, and this is the rebalance part is everything that we just talked about, you know, gratitude and stress and sleep. And But there's another case that um, this diet, this diet, vegetables, protein, healthy fats, you know, Allah, Prophet Muhammad says one third, one third, one third, right? right? One third food, one third air, one third water. Mm-hmm. So we need, I always think that we're gonna only fill this one third up we're gonna be, we better fill it with the most nutrient dense foods that are gonna help heal our body, not hurt our body, yeah. right? And I mean, the quality of the food is really important because it helps to heal our gut. So gut, when Allah talked about food, he talked about pure quali- quality, mm-hmm. right? And that helps heal our gut bacteria and keeps out everything healthy and small quantity. The small quantity actually balances our insulin levels because all of these artificial foods actually inhibit our sense of satiation. So for example, when you go to a restaurant, they give you bread first. Why yeah. do they give you bread? To fill me up. No, why would they do that? Because they need to get money from you, right? Yeah. So why are they gonna give you bread? It actually goes and inhibits a hormone called leptin, which then makes you, leptin is equal satiation. So if it inhibits leptin, that means that you no longer know when you're satiated. You continue to eat. So our wow. processed foods, all these impure foods, this, all these artificial things, food additives, 
the sugar food companies know this. The food companies know that the only way that they're going to make money is for you to become addicted to their food. That's diabolical. That is so, and so therefore, this is why it's so subhanAllah, let us stick to the pure foods of what I have given you. Mm -hmm. Again, in Surah Baqarah 172, Allah says, Oh Muslims, eat of which of the pure foods that I have provided you and be thankful. So um, we eat less, we stick to the sunnah, plus on top of that, you know, Allah even has, Sahih Bukhari Hadith has said that if you are a believer eats with one stomach, a non-believer eats with seven. How many, are, how many stomachs are we eating with now? Fourteen? And that's a severity. This is the severity that Allah has put this issue at. The, qual the quantity that we're eating, either you're a believer or a non-believer. <laughs> and you can prove it with your fork. Yeah, and you can prove it with your fork, yeah. So therefore... Eating less mm -hmm. um, will then also help you balance and stabilize your insulin levels, which uh, most of the kids, people now are pre-diabetic. Most of the kids are pre-diabetic yeah. and um, adults are pre-diabetic. And this is uh, something that doctors normally don't check and we'll, you know, because there's not really a medication we can give with it, but because it's mostly diet and exercise. So talking to your doctor about, talk to your doctor about, Talking to a doctor about um, in adding, like, you know, fasting insulin, a hemoglobin A1C, your fasting blood sugar level, mm -hmm. will really check to see if you're um, pre-diabetic or not. But that's awesome. We're gonna. This is what we're going to do. Radio Islam family, um, <laughs> there is more. All right, you're going you're gonna to be able to listen to the rest of this. Uh, we'll have this up on the podcast, but we are coming uh, close to our time where uh, our airtime is going to be up. Uh, so at this they can, point, yeah. they yeah, can we, connect we, we, with me. They well, we're going to keep it going. Uh, yeah, they can right? connect with me, actually. Um, they can text 44222, mm -hmm. the word healing eats. Okay. To One word, healing eats, uh, to 44222. Yeah. And they can get my free recipe book with all of these amazing recipes okay. that you can talk okay. to Okay, so about. do you have more time now? Yeah. You, okay, all right. <laughs> all right, so look, Radio Sound family, yes, uh, Thanks for tuning in. We'll have the rest of this up on uh, podcast. We want to thank our engineers over at WCEV. Leonard, thank you very much, sir. We thank our engineer in studio, the impressive one, Ibrahim Beg, producer as well. I'm your host, Tariq Alameen. Our executive producer is Abdul Malik Mujahid. We remind you that the views expressed by the host and our guests are theirs and not to be taken as a representation of Sound Vision, Inc. And with that, we're going to leave you until next time as we greeted you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Thank you.